Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 73, Emotional Bandwidth. It's November 1st, 2022. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, podcaster, motivational speaker, and I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, I am not a medical or health professional in any capacity, and this podcast is not designed to be medical or therapy advice. And my music is by Howie Moskovich. emotional bandwidth. Well, I have to tell you, I'm a little excited about this topic. And one of the reasons I'm excited about it is because it's really helpful and powerful for people to understand the general idea or the concept of emotional bandwidth. And, you know, I'm a big fan of using analogies. And frequently when I speak about health and wellness, I use a car analogy because people really understand cars, even if they don't own one. You know, it needs gas and transmission fluid and brake fluid. Well, understanding how you're organized as a person and how people are is really valuable because you can take actions based on your knowledge. So I will say it was a little disappointing uh, PubMed search on emotional bandwidth. So I'm not really clear how much research there is on this topic or what the research is because it was like a nightmare and not not what I was looking for. So I'm going to give you my take on emotional bandwidth and my experience of which I'm very experienced in this topic. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you because this I think is an opportunity. So what? let's dive in. What am I going to cover today? Well, I'm going to talk about what is emotional bandwidth. What do I mean? I'm going to give you some signs that your emotional bandwidth might be low or lower. And I'm going to talk to you about things that kind of tank or lower your emotional bandwidth. And then I'm going to go through some points that either boost or drain you. And then I'll wrap it up with some additional suggestions to boost or protect your emotional bandwidth beyond what I've already covered, some takeaways and a call to action. So that's where we're going today. If you happen to be new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaaidlundy. I'm laughing because I have a giveaway. Well, I actually have two right now. One's going to be ending soon. Um, But I love giveaways. They're very fun. People love them. And right now, actually, I I have a new one that's a gluten-free and allergy-free cookbook. I have aprons from an prior branding, prior, you know, things that I don't use anymore, brand new. So enter my giveaway. Now, the next piece is very important for you to understand, and that is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional in any capacity. I'm not a therapist. I I am nothing in the medical field, although sometimes when people talk to me, they, they, they speculate that I might be. No, I'm not. And you as a consumer should get your health information or your therapy guidance from a licensed professional. Now, 
if you're listening to this podcast and you feel hopeless or suicidal or life is too hard, I'm asking you to take action, pick up the phone and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. I'm asking you to talk about it. I'm asking you to tell people. And I'm promising you that there is help available and, and, and there, there really is help available. It just might not be from the people you want it to be from. So you got to take the help where it comes. All right. That's that. All right. So what is, what is emotional bandwidth? What am I talking about? Well, I already mentioned I had a little frustrating experience in PubMed at PubMed Central looking for, well, you know, what is the latest research or what is the research? And so I'm, I'm just kind of was left empty handed. So, but here's the thing. Um, back in the day, like way back in the day, like in my youth, I used to say to people, well, you know, that's painful. You can use pain to your advantage. What I didn't know back then was that there was a, a medical research term in psychology for that called post-traumatic growth. So I was pointing to something that was known and researched, but I didn't know the term. So here's the thing about emotional bandwidth. Emotional bandwidth is like the capacity you have for dealing with your life, your situations, the demands of your life, family, friends, work, and your ability to be in life and deal with life. Now, your emotional bandwidth is very much like the, your internet capacity. Sometimes, you know, you have high-speed internet. Sometimes you don't have high-speed internet. Sometimes your internet connection isn't working at all. It's not, so even if you have high-speed internet, it's not necessarily static. Like sometimes the weather or something happens. So a bit, emotional bandwidth is not static. Like you're going to have things that, bump your emotional bandwidth up like happiness and you're going to have things that tank it or turn it you know lower your emotional bandwidth so it's kind of like more like the volume on your tv or radio where you know you can turn the volume up or someone else can turn the volume up or someone else can turn the volume down or you can turn the volume down or sometimes you're watching a show or streaming something and then, well, not if you're streaming, but you know, like a commercial will come on the TV and it's like blaring. It's so much louder than the show you were watching. So you have to turn it down. So, you know, I think that for analogy purposes, you know, volume is probably a better fit than your internet connection. But at any rate, things can make your emotional bandwidth go up or down. So I think you get the idea. And what's important is that you understand that things impact that. Like, you know, you're not a robot. You're not going to like power through life and have nothing affect you or nothing impact you. Well, you can do that. And there are people who do do that, but I, I don't recommend it because, you know, like life is rich and you want to have a rich complement of being able to feel life and be in life. So, your emotional bandwidth, once you become awake and aware of it, then you can start to notice. You can start to notice, oh, yeah, look at my energy or how I'm feeling. Like you can start to see your emotional bandwidth go up and down. So in general, so that's kind of the overall. 
That's the idea of emotional bandwidth. It's, it's your ability, it's your capacity for dealing with your life, your situation, your emotions, your demands, like, you know, it's all of that. Now, there are things that we know impact negatively your emotional bandwidth or your capacity to be in life, your capacity to deal with life. And I have a couple, a short list here. So life challenges in general, you know, that could be employment, moving, having a job, being a caregiver, being unemployed, having a relationship issue or being single. If you don't want to be single, those are some of the life challenges that, you know, impact people, death, divorce, breakups are especially significant. Being in survival mode, and that could be caused because you're in a trauma, like you're in a current trauma. Unhealed wounds, low emotional abilities, low self-esteem, having financial issues, cognitive distortions, abuse or trauma of any kind, current or past, having dangerous people in your life, and not feeling loved or appreciated. So those are some things, and you can see they're all negative, they're all painful, they're all difficult. That's not going to like leave you feeling good. It's not going to be like, woohoo, I have this life challenge, or woohoo, somebody just dumped me, or, you know. So it, these are painful things. So because you might be new to this whole concept, I wanted to give you some signs. So these might be things you can, you want to listen to this list from, hmm, does that apply, or oh, you know, just kind of like signals or symptoms that either your bandwidth, your emotional bandwidth might be low or it might be lower, lower than it could be. So you don't feel happy overall, like you don't feel happy overall or in general. You are frequently hurt by others. You feel anxious, depressed, lonely, sad, angry, resentful, what I call the difficult emotions. You are struggling to get through the day. You feel like life is too hard. You are suffering. You might have trouble sleeping or you might not be sleeping well. You might be reaching for food, drugs, alcohol, or other addictions like shopping, gambling, etc. to numb the pain and get through life. You might not be able to get motivated or stay motivated. You know you have things to be grateful for in your life, but you just can't really seem to feel it. You have kind of withdrawn from life or people or family or friends. You are grieving the loss of some kind. You have lost your get up and go. You feel overwhelmed with life or your circumstances. You are experiencing a health issue, which could be temporary or it could be a chronic health issue. You feel stuck or trapped. You don't look good, meaning you're not taking care of yourself physically and your appearance. You are dealing with one or more significant life challenges. You just don't feel like doing anything. You are embarrassed or ashamed about how you feel or some aspect of your life. And you feel, or you, and not last one is you feel drained, even though you know you're getting plenty of sleep or you're needing naps to get through the day. So that's 21 kind of signs that you could be uh, having lowered emotional bandwidth or your emotional bandwidth might be low. I mean, some of them are definitely signs that it's low. But that kind of gives you the overall feeling. So part of emotional bandwidth is like, what's your energy level? Um, and I'm really, so I've been in tune with this for a long time. I've been in tune with a lot of things for a long time. 
like great. I'm great. I'm grateful for that. But anyway, so I, and of course I have high emotional intelligence and high self-awareness. So I, I have some ideas just to give you an idea of like, like I'm very serious about my health, my well-being, and in particular, my happiness. So there are things that I do or don't do because it tanks me or, you know, it doesn't tank me, but, you know, it's like, ooh, why would I want to do that? So I'm going to give you some examples of things that I do personally to protect my emotional bandwidth, to, to leave me with more, you know, emotional bandwidth to live life and enjoy it. So number one, I avoid people who are mean, cruel, or not nice to others. Because I don't like that. That's painful. I just, I, I just don't like it, and I don't want to be associated with people like that. Because it's painful to watch. It's painful to watch someone be cruel to someone else. Number two, I have strong boundaries. And boundaries. If you don't know about boundaries, that's a whole other topic. I should probably put it on my podcast list, but it's not. But I have talked about boundaries in in other podcasts. But having strong and healthy boundaries are very helpful. So I'm self-aware and that really helps me because it helps me because, well, I just gave an example, but it helps me to say no to people. It helps me in all kinds of ways, you know, because I don't do things that are illegal or criminal or fraudulent. And it's not like I haven't been asked to. I mean, I almost got into business with somebody, but luckily we hadn't inked the contract and he was already talking about how we could cheat on the taxes for the business. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I I don't get into business with anyone like that. It's not, it's just not who I am. Um, and so one of the things too about emotional bandwidth is if you know about it, so this is where the, the knowledge is power. If you know about it, like I had, you know, a difficult period where I had basically six plus serious, significant, extremely painful and dramatic life challenges that hit me all in a very short window of time. So I just had to say to some people, you know, that's a great question, or I understand you want an answer, or I understand you want a decision, but I have a lot of my plate right now, and that's just not something I can consider. Like, I, I just can't go there, or I won't go there, or I'm not going to go there. So being in tune with your emotional bandwidth gives you kind of more control over it. So, and again, because I'm so in tune with it, like, I'm a high-energy person, but I'm not a high-energy person because I'm taking drugs or, you know, for some other reason. I'm a high-energy person because there's a formula to energy. And, you know, there are books and all kinds of stuff written about how to, you know, be a high performance person. And, and I actually have a podcast about energy. Um, and I do things that make me happy. And I, and I take actions where things are missing. Like I, a couple friends and I just started a local outing club, social outing club, uh, because I, you know, I need a new posse. Well, actually I need a great man, but in the meantime, we'll have, we'll deal with the posse. So when I can deal with my emotions, especially the difficult ones, and those are some of the things that, you know, lower your emotional bandwidth. So I go to fairly reasonable lengths to protect my emotional bandwidth. Because I'm a happiness, I'm a happiness fan. I'm a diehard happiness fan, and so I don't, you know, I don't want things in my space or my life that are going to be painful if they're optional. Now I have things in my life that are painful, but it's not really optional because 
they're not necessary well they're not under my control all right so next i want to talk about kind of like if you imagine a um a battery needle, you know, the battery's up, the battery's down. When you get your car inspected or you have a service appointment for your vehicle, typically one of the things they do is they test your battery, you know, and they have a little gauge. So I kind of want to walk you through some things that either boost your emotional bandwidth or kind of drain it or lower it. And the first one is extremely common. And that's the role of dysfunctional families. Now, we don't walk around in society in the U.S. or in the world discussing and laying out the whole aspects, the many, many myriad of aspects of dysfunctional families, the prevalence and the impact. We just kind of don't. It's one of those things that's kind of there but under the rug. Now, But here's the thing for you. Dysfunctional families, which in America accounts, according to the research, between 70 to 96 percent of American families, they impact children who grow up to be adults substantially. And so one of the impacts is it often leads to low self-esteem, which I'm going to talk about next. Low self-esteem kind of gets you in this vicious, swirling vortex, negative cycle, where you can often end up being depressed or anxious with negative thinking. So, but here's the thing about dysfunctional families. Like you're an adult, let's say you're over 18, they don't end. Even if the parents pass away, one or both, when they both pass away, the family dynamic patterns usually stay constant and are not changing and they don't die off. And they're often very painful for people like very painful and the reason that this is important is because if you understand your patterns and your relationship and your family of origin dynamics you know that can lead you to take steps that are protective for your emotional bandwidth like you might have to avoid some people and you might like have to stick with other ones so being aware of the family dynamics, especially dysfunctional family dynamics, which is most of them, you know, is extremely important in protecting or boosting your emotional bandwidth. So that's that. Um, the role of low self-esteem. Well, low self-esteem is really bad. It's a very painful trait to have. It's extremely common. So according to the research, low self-esteem affects 85% of the population. 85%. So I would call that an epidemic because it's 85%. And everything that happens, if you have low self-esteem, everything that happens in your life is filtered through low self-esteem. So it's a, it's a deeply, deeply impactful issue or trait or problem to have often, more often, or frequently, or very frequently sourced or rooted in a dysfunctional family. So what's helpful is for you to understand having low self-esteem is a drain on your energy. It's a drain on your life. It's a drain on your emotions. I mean, you already know if you have, if you're listening to this podcast and you have low self-esteem, you already know it doesn't feel good. 
you already know the things that you think about yourself. It's a very depleting uh, issue or trait or problem to have, actually. It's probably going to be one of my next Newsweek articles because it's really bad. And here's the good news about low self-esteem. If you have low self-esteem, guess what? You are not stuck with that for the rest of your life. No, you are absolutely not. You can engage in activities that will build over time your self-esteem. I have a podcast about low self-esteem. All of my podcasts and all of my recommendations will help you over time resolve low self-esteem. And I hope I hope you'll put that on your list. All right. So the next thing that impacts emotional bandwidth is dealing with emotional pain. Look, it's easy when life is happy and everything's going your way and you have the spouse or mate or significant other of your dreams or you have all the money in the bank or you like when life is going great, that isn't difficult. It's not difficult to get through life if everything's going your way. But that's just not how it goes for the majority of the population. So what tanks emotional bandwidth or really turns it down substantially is dealing with painful things in life. And we as a society and we in the world are not very good at dealing with emotional pain. So what's helpful is that you understand if something bad happens, someone passes away or someone breaks up with you or you're going through a divorce or you're, you know, whatever's happening, it's, it's valuable and helpful to go, oh, I'm dealing with a painful life event or I'm in a painful situation. So that's going to like lower my emotional bandwidth. So maybe I want to take some actions to counterbalance that. So it's helpful for you to understand the concept of emotional bandwidth and the impact of emotional pain. And I already said, you know, like I've had to say to people sometimes, I'm dealing with too many life challenges right now. That's just not an issue I'm willing to get into or, or interested in getting into or whatever. All right. The next thing that substantially impacts plus or minus emotional bandwidth is the level of your emotional abilities. We're not living in a society or the world where 85% of the population has high emotional intelligence. No, we're living in a world where a significantly high percentage of the population simply doesn't have high emotional abilities. So if you don't have high emotional abilities, you're kind of stuck in because you can't really deal with your emotions because you're lacking those skills. And there's plenty of skills and anyone can grow emotional intelligence and grow their emotions to be a superpower of which I'm a diehard fan because it is amazing. Like it is so amazing not to be at the whim of your emotions. Let me tell you, it's like the best. And so you can grow them, but not having emotional abilities, well, which by the way, is not your fault. We're not teaching kids. We're not teaching adults. We're not teaching people, hey, here's how you identify, process, and manage your emotions. Like, no, we're not doing that. So, of course, you don't know how to do it. That's not your fault, but you can learn it. All right, the next thing that is very significant drain and really a problem for emotional bandwidth is if you're in a toxic relationship or you're in, a, in an abusive relationship of any kind, which is 
extremely common, I hate to say it. Um, I have a podcast about, it's an overview on domestic abuse and violence. And, you know, listen, this is a very, very common problem in society and in the world. Very common. And, yes, we're raising awareness and, yes, we're raising money. But we have, like, hardly scratched the surface. So if you happen to be in a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship, and I mean abuse of any kind, that substantially depletes your or lowers your emotional bandwidth. And I recommend that you take the actions I'm going to be talking about to boost your well-being and boost your feeling good and counterbalance the negative. Because there are some really bad, evil people out there. Yes, I know. I did do a podcast about dangerous people because we have enough of those in the world. I, uh, you know. Anyway, so if you're in a toxic relationship or you're in an abusive relationship, you want to really be very thoughtful and rigorous about how you're living life because you might not be able to escape right now and you might be trapped. I mean, there are people who are stuck and trapped and, and they are literally stuck and trapped until, you know, they make an escape plan and they get support, et cetera, et cetera. So that's very impactful on your emotional bandwidth. The next thing that also impacts emotional bandwidth in a negative way is negative thinking, ruminations, brooding, overthinking, catastrophizing, and cognitive distortions, to name a few, to name a few, to name the top ones. These uh, are difficult and, and common, extremely common, extremely, extremely, extremely common. However, you can learn through a myriad of different techniques to control your mind. Yes, you can learn to control your mind. I'm not making this up. It's been done for thousands of years. And I have a podcast about how to learn to control your mind. I do mention in that podcast different techniques and then give suggestions on how you can go about it. But in the meantime... If you know you tend to be a negative thinker, or you know you tend to worry, or you know you tend to be brooding or ruminate, you know, then, you know, that's helpful because then you know, ah, like that's, you know, turning down my emotional bandwidth because of course, of course, that takes energy, it takes energy to have those, that temperament and those behaviors. So that's going to be a negative on your emotional bandwidth. Now, there are things that will boost your emotional bandwidth, and I do mean boost them. Now, these are intentional actions that you can take to counterbalance the negative. So, self-care and self-soothing. Now, when I say self-soothing, I do not mean drinking or drugs or addictions or food or, you know, like, I don't mean numbing the pain or, you know, glossing over it. I mean, like, healthy self-soothing. So, self-care in my opinion, is sadly lacking in life. And we, we know that because we, we can just look around at people. You know, look around at people. Do they look happy? Do they look healthy? Do they see? No, no. We have a society that's kind of just running downhill in terms of health and happiness. So self-care is a foundation for living a happy and healthy life. You want to be happy. You want to be healthy. I mean, who doesn't want to be happy and healthy? 
I don't know, victims and martyrs, pretty much that. So any actions you take on self-care and self-soothing are going to, you know, turn up your emotional bandwidth. And that's something you should be doing every day. I mean, like, make it fun, people. Don't have life be drudgery. Life is too hard and life is too painful not to have it be fun and playful, in my opinion. But, of course, I'm the queen of having hardships. So, of course, I'm the queen of playing and having fun because I know how hard life is. Like, you don't get to be my level of playful and fun unless you've had an awful lot of hardships. So, boosting self-care and uh, doing self-soothing activities will help uh, boost your emotional bandwidth. The next thing that will definitely help your emotional bandwidth is taming your inner critic. That's a journey you go on. And not a lot of people, I really don't know anybody besides myself who've actually gone on that journey. And it's amazing. Now, I have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion. So taming your inner critic is learning self-compassion because you have to tame that inner critic. Inner critics are nasty. They're just nasty. And they're hardwired. It's not like you can have it removed. You're not going to surgically remove it. And you're not going to make it go away forever. But you can become highly skilled in taming your inner critic. So when it shows up, you laugh and then you tell it where to go. Like it's it's really cool. It's very cool to learn to tame your inner critic. So I hope you put that on your list. But it, But of course, if you're going through life and then you're a little, that little inner critic in your head says, see, you're a loser. See, you didn't do that right. See, you know, like that doesn't make you feel good. It's not good for you and it doesn't make you feel good. So of course, building that so you can get it to really quiet down to a dull roar so you hardly hear from it at all. But that's going to boost your emotional bandwidth. Next up is to bring love into your life. Well, love is sadly missing. And I don't necessarily, by the way, when I say love, I don't necessarily or totally mean romantic love. I mean, of course, romantic love is like very cool. I, I don't have romantic love right at the moment, but boy, I'm creating it. <laughs> That's okay, my Creating Your Life podcast. No, I am creating it. But I mean like love, to be well-loved, to know that you're well-loved in life. And that's one thing that many people, if they could be honest and vulnerable, would say that they haven't been well-loved in life, which is tragic and heartbreaking. So you can take intentional actions to bring love, romantic or platonic, or both, into your life. But you want to have love in your life. It's very healing. It's very freeing. Of course, it feels like amazing. And that is very valuable for your emotional bandwidth. And I have a podcast about how to bring more love into your life. My first podcast was Be Well Loved. You know, I'm a fan of love. That's why my my podcast is Love Life. It's love.life. Because you got to be able to love all of it to be able to get through it. I don't mean love pain and misery, but you know, you have to be able to be with it and deal with it, not like stuff it under the rug. So bring more love into your life. Next, growth and development. Growth and development is widely helpful on so many, for so many reasons. So first of all, growth and development, which by the way, you're listening to this podcast. So yay for you, you are on the road for growth and development. 
but growth and development will boost your emotional bandwidth. It will help boost self-esteem. It increases happiness and it puts you on the road to access love and all the good stuff. So growth and development, I'm a diehard fan of growth and development. Of course, my, my all my materials about growth and development and I've been involved in growth and development since my mother made me read a assertiveness training handbook called Your Perfect Right when I was in, I might have been, might have been in 10th grade, but you know, in, in high school for sure, could have been junior high, but so growth and development is amazing. It's freeing. It helps you be happier. It helps you be more functional in life. It's really a wonderful, wonderful road. So that will help you with your emotional bandwidth. And then the last thing before I get into some final suggestions is to have happiness skills. Listen, happiness involves some skills and some actions and some habits. If happiness was easy, everyone in the world would be happy. Like snap your fingers, boom, everyone would be happy. But happy, being happy and happiness is a little more complex than that. It's not just positive thinking. I mean, listen, I'm not against positive thinking. I mean, positive thinking is a good thing. But it is disingenuous and inauthentic to say, well, all you need to do is think positively and then you'll be happy. That's a load. That's the biggest load I think I could probably hear. And I'm sure there are people who promote that. Good for you. I'm not demeaning positive thinking. I'm not dismissing positive thinking. But happiness is way more involved if you want to be authentically and genuinely happy and be able to be happy even when life is hard, which is what I recommend. So all of my podcast materials will help you with happiness, which by the way is very addictive. Once you wire your brain and you can rewire your brain, once you wire yourself for happiness, you're just not going to have a lot of tolerance for BS or things that make you unhappy. Because why would you do that? Well, you wouldn't do that. I do have a three-part podcast series on called A Crash Course in Happiness that touches on some components, the highlights of things that will help you on the road to happiness. All right, so now I want to wrap this up with like, with like okay, a couple of more reminders, but, but just some final suggestions on boosting your emotional bandwidth because this is just it's this is freeing like it's freeing to understand that you have emotional bandwidth and it's freeing to understand sometimes things kind of tank your emotional bandwidth or expand it like that's just helpful you can organize your life around knowing that so here's my final suggestions number one it's valuable to recognize that circumstances outside of your life and or events in your life or situations in your life or people in your life can positively or negatively impact your emotional bandwidth. Like that's just powerful. Number two, embrace your humanity. Like if you're a perfectionist or you're trying to just power through life, hiding your imperfections and pretending everything's perfect, good for you. But that's just, that's hard. Like to me, it's, that would be hard because I live life authentically. I'm not trying to be perfect. 
And, you know, I embrace my humanity. So I highly recommend embracing humanity. It's way easier than trying to be perfect or power through life pretending that something's not going on. Embrace your humanity. All right, next, self-awareness. I mentioned this earlier, but like what's going on in your life right now and how are you doing? Like be introspective and reflective for a minute. And like, hmm, what's going on? Be okay with saying, I just don't have the emotional bandwidth for that right now. Like, be okay with that. I'm definitely okay with saying no to people, but of course, let's face it. <laughs> you know, my mom made me read an assertiveness handbook in high school, so I had a lot of practice. No, she not only made me read it, God, re God rest her soul. Oh my God, I love my mother so much. I, you know, I do miss her. Um... Oh, she not only made me read it, then she made me actually be assertive. So uh, anyway, um, set up a reward system. I'm a diehard fan of reward systems because they are amazing and fun. Like, you know, bring fun into your life, bring play into your life and reward yourself for doing the stuff you have to do. Why not? Why shouldn't you get a reward? I don't know. But reward systems can be extremely powerful. You can find uh, my article on newsweek.com for that. And I've talked about it in my motivational podcast. So plenty of stuff about that. But you want to have a reward system. And you want to reward yourself frequently because you're changing your life. All right. I already talked about self-care. So boost that. Get that into your life. Do things that make you happy. Yes. Do things. Sprinkle your life with happiness. Do things that make you happy. Next, flip the switch on your emotions. This is a technique that I think it might have been my first Newsweek article was about boosting your mood. So this is flipping the switch on your emotions. I have a blog post about it. I talked about it in some of my podcasts on emotions. So my, my Newsweek article, I've got a YouTube video. You want to learn to flip the switch on your emotions every single time you get upset, you get worried or anxious or mad or, or, you know, you're not in a good mood, you take an action to boost your mood. And what happens over time is you're training your brain for happiness. Your brain's going to go, oh, hey, you're not feeling happy. Let's go take a walk. Or, oh, you're not feeling happy. It's time to go do something to distract your mind. So flip the switch on your emotions. Tame your inner critic. Next, learn to control your mind. Now, I know some of you are like, oh, that's impossible. Well, if you think it's impossible, for sure it will be impossible for you. Because anything you think you can't do, you won't do. Anything that you think you cannot do, you will not be able to do. Belief is a very powerful thing. However, we have thousands of years of research where people have done exactly that and learned how to control your mind. And there's lots of different techniques to do it. There's not one technique. I'm not talking about magic. I'm talking about learning skills to control your mind. Subject of one of my podcasts. And you can find out all kinds of stuff on the web. Next, I highly, highly recommend you build a team and take them with you. Why? Life is way more fun when you're in a team having fun and playing. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. You can have all kinds of excuses about, I don't know enough people, or my people are busy, so go find some new people. I mean, listen, two of my friends and I were starting this social outing club. Like, hey, 
just go do whatever it takes. But definitely put a team together and make it fun. Next, set small goals, set big goals. I don't care what size, you know, medium-sized goals. We know from the research setting goals and taking actions towards those goals will help you be happier and will help you build self-esteem. It will help you in all kinds of ways. Begin to grow your emotions as a superpower and put love into your life. I mean, oh my goodness, love is amazing. Next, I highly, highly recommend you embrace your imperfections. I have a podcast. I just did a podcast about that. Listen, people know about your imperfections anyway. Like you think you're hiding them. You think this, like people can't see your imperfections. Guess what? People, most people, a lot of people already know what your imperfections are. So why not embrace them? They're not hidden anyway. I mean, I talked to talked about in that podcast how at a very young age like 20 22 you know people were telling me oh you know what's wrong with you here's what's wrong with you you're too trusting yes that's one of my imperfections that is one of my imperfections and people could see it people you know people know way more than they let on to you so embrace your imperfections build your muscles for gratitude Gratitude's amazing it will boost your emotional bandwidth it feels better it's very helpful I have a whole podcast about gratitude. Next, affirmations can help you along the way. Now, there's plenty of stuff on the web about affirmations. They are short, simple statements that address an issue, address a problem. You know, they they have an impact. Now, what they do, what they the purpose really is that they can overwrite your subconscious and unconscious mind programming. Now, I have a whole podcast about the subconscious and unconscious mind, which, by the way, like emotional bandwidth, is very helpful to understand because you've got 90% of your mind or your, your mind is in the subconscious and unconscious realm, so you have no access to it, but it drives your life. So, affirmations can help you rewire your brain for happiness and and help you expand your emotional bandwidth learning assertiveness skills well i'm a big fan of that of course i didn't really i didn't really have a choice my mom just said here's a book you're going to go read it and then one day i'm going to tell you that you can do x y or z even though you don't want to and you'll have to tell people i'm not going to do that blah 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 all right avoid things that make you unhappy or decrease your energy so those are my top suggestions for protecting and boosting your emotional bandwidth so here's my takeaways it's time to recognize that you could learn to control your life your emotional bandwidth and many aspects of your life that you are not awake and aware to and number two it's time to get on the road to personal growth and development and build a team and take people with you. Yes, take people with you. And number three, it's time to make life fun and enjoyable because life is too hard not to have it be fun, enjoyable, and playful. For my call to action, get on the road to growth and development, take people with you, and share this podcast on social media or by email or however because people need this kind of information. They need this kind of wisdom and understanding. Okay, that's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 73, Emotional Bandwidth. I hope you're going to take some actions to protect 
or boost your emotional bandwidth. And if you found this podcast helpful in any way, I hope you're going to subscribe so you get the new ones automatically. And please do visit my website to enter my giveaway, whatever that happens to be right now. All right, that's it. I appreciate you. Hang in, hang in there for now. Love you.